The Daily Rios for Thursday, October 1st, 2015. Hey everyone, this is Peter. September is done, and at the end of each month, I've been devoting an episode to listener feedback. The emails, the tweets, the messages I receive from you all out there in podcast land. Now, instead of just one episode, I'm going to stretch out your feedback to a few episodes this time, maybe two or three or more, since some of the questions or topics that I've received feel like they can be episodes themselves. And I don't want to hurry over your comments since you've been so gracious in taking your time to listen to my rambling comments. So today's episode will be the first of these, and then I'll wrap up today's episode with a look at New Comics Wednesday for this week. The topic for this episode comes from Twitter from Tim DeMar, who is a long, long, long-time listener of CGS. And Tim belonged to a group of younger listeners that we had on the forums that had their own thread. And for some reason, I just can't remember the name of the thread or the name of the group. I don't know if it was something like Young Guns, CGS Young Guns, or something like that. So, Tim, you have to let me know. Um, We had uh, quite a few listeners that were young, that were listening to these 30-something-year-old comic book geeks. Uh, You know, I know one one guy was 15, one was 16, one was 17. Uh, There was even a girl that was, you know, maybe 19 or so, 19 or 20. Um, I forget how old Tim was at the time, but he's a longtime listener and and a listener of, of the Daily Rios, and I really appreciate that. So Tim tweeted... Can you critique my pull list? What should I add, delete? Perhaps an idea for a Daily Rios episode. This was back from September 11th, so I imagine that Tim has probably made some changes since then. What this brought to mind was an episode I did way back in June of 2013, so near the end of the first year of the Daily Rios. And it was an episode entitled, Tell Me What You Eat. And it was uh, a topic inspired by a listener named Charles Ogan, who talked about how um, there was a a French uh, chef, I believe it was, uh, who used to say, tell me what you eat and I will tell you what you are. And Charles said I should put that towards comic books, where listeners could send in, uh, you know, their titles in their collection and I could make... Uh, you know, some certain, I could analyze their collection and talk about maybe what their buying habits were, how old the collector was, what got them into the comics, you know, guess little details about the collector. So I did it on myself. I examined a whole bunch of books that I had purchased at Wizard World Philly back at that time. And to see if I could, you know, figure out what it is, uh, what kind of collector I was. And I called it, I tagged it as uh, the physiology of comics. Uh, You could also call it like your comic book DNA. Uh, But tell me what you eat. I thought that was a great title. And this is kind of relevant and similar to what Tim is suggesting. So he tweeted me his uh, pull list and I made some observations. So here is the pull list that he tweeted. These are all the titles. He said, he 
uh, wrote down Back to the Future, Batmite, Batgirl, Batman, Batman Beyond, Batman Europa, Bizarro, Black Canary, Dark Knight 3 Master Race, DC Comics Bombshells, Doctor Strange, Drax, Gotham Academy, Grayson, James Bond, Justice League, Justice League of America, Klaus, The Mighty Thor, or Claws, I should say, The Mighty Thor, Over the Garden Wall, Prez, Ringside, Robin, Son of Batman, Saga, Spider-Gwen, Superman, Superman, Alien, Superman, American Alien, Superman, Lois and Clark, Tyson Hesse's Diesel, We Are Robin, Wonder Woman, Usagi Yojimbo, and Zodiac Starforce. So right away, the first thing I see on that list that kind of jumps out is that Tim is obviously a DC Comics fan. A number of those titles are from the DC, uh, you know, catalog. Uh, he's clearly a Batman fan and a Batman family fan. Uh, we have several Batman titles and a few Batman family spinoff titles. Um, he's a wrestling fan. Uh, I attribute that to Ringside. I, I actually didn't look it up. I just wanted to see if I could talk about this based on the titles. Ringside sounds like a wrestling title, but I do know that Drax, the upcoming Drax series, will be written by, I believe, CM Punk. So that's going to be written by a wrestler. Uh, so there you go. Um, I'm wondering if, if a few of these titles are purchased for a friend or for a close one. And um, there are also some whimsical titles thrown into a lot of uh, superhero titles. And by whimsical, I mean either high fantasy or cartoon-inspired uh, um, or animate, animated-inspired artwork or um, just sort of um, kind of random quirky titles, okay? Um I'm not seeing a real strong allegiance to a particular writer or artist, but that may not be true. And um, with those DC titles, so he has a bunch of Batman titles, uh, two Justice League titles, he has three Superman titles, and one Wonder Woman title. So it seems like uh, maybe he's a fan of the Trinity concept, or at least the main, the big three at DC. Uh, and then you, you know, of course, Justice League, Justice League of America, those are the icons of the DC universe. But what I'm seeing with those main titles, such as Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman, um, there, there's not a lot of spill off into the secondary titles. So Detective Comics isn't on the list, Action Comics isn't on the list, or Wonder Woman's other title, Sensation Comics, the um, anthology title from her um, digital series. So you got the main books, but you don't necessarily have the secondary books, which I thought was interesting. So let's go back. So DC Comics, right? That's kind of self-explanatory. The Batman family stuff, obviously you have Batmite and Batgirl and Grayson and Robin. Um, in terms of the titles that I feel might be purchased for someone else. Um, I'm thinking maybe Zodiac Star Force, um, Diesel, maybe Saga, Spider-Gwen, um, or um, what's the other one here? Gotham Academy. But I'm, they could also be for himself. Um, but it feels like those are books that you could share with other people 
to try to get them into comics. And a few of those are also what what I think fall under the whimsical category. Obviously, Batmite is a crazy silly book. Bizarro is a fun silly book. Um, Black Canary is not your standard superhero comic book. Uh, DC Comics Bombshells is sort of along the same way. And then, uh, you know, certainly Prez and Zodiac Starforce, Yusagi Yojimbo. Um, let's see what else. Um, Over in the Garden Wall is an upcoming fantasy title. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of what I consider whimsical, but that's you know, it's not necessarily the correct title. But they're not standard superhero comics either. Um, because there are a lot of superhero comics... Uh, you know, his tweet says, what should I add? What should I delete? Um, I sort of feel like maybe Tim could could branch out into other titles, maybe from either Boom or Image that aren't superhero comics, um, but that might still strike the same chords, whether they have some kind of mm, supernatural element or or mystical or metaphysical element. Um, a supporting cast, a grand story arc, um, which may not be something he's interested in, though. I don't, other than sort of maybe like Batman or Saga, um, I'm not seeing anything here that has uh, stories that go on and on and on, right? Uh, it feels like he likes the high concept superhero stuff. By that I mean sort of the, uh, you know, shorter stories, big punch, um, and, uh, um, if he's going to get storytelling, maybe it's coming from Saga or um, Yusagi Yojimbo is mostly every comic is its own story. Um, we Are Robin is certainly playing around in that non-standard superhero comic format, um, but it has um, recognizable characters. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, uh, maybe try some image stuff, maybe try some Dark Horse or some stuff from Oni. Um if it if 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 it interests you, um, but other than that, that's pretty much all I saw, and I'm sure I'm missing a pattern or two. I didn't mention Back to the Future or James Bond; those could just be properties, franchises that he really 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 likes. Um, he doesn't have much in the way of licensed properties, uh, but uh, kind of cool, kind of cool concepts, kind of cool idea. And, uh, Tim, you have to let me know how close am I? Did I recognize some patterns? Um, did you change any of these since early in September? And am I wrong on anything? Or, um, you know, how did I do, basically? <laughs> and if anybody else wants to play this game, I think it's kind of fun. Um, I'm not great at it. I'm not perfect at it. But um, that was a, a quick, dry run, I guess you could say. I just looked at the titles and wrote the first things that came to mind. And, uh, you know, some of that has to be right and some of it might be wrong, but it was a fun concept nonetheless. All right, your new comics Wednesday for this week. Books that shipped yesterday, Wednesday, September 30th. September had five Wednesdays of new books, so it was a quote-unquote lighter week for DC and Marvel, except for all those Secret War Wars tie-in books that were originally scheduled to ship last week or two weeks ago or five weeks ago. 
For DC, it was mostly any book that was late in September came out this week, and then they had five, five annuals, which is really expensive if you're trying to collect all of DC's output. They had Batman Annual 4, Batman Arkham Knight Annual 1, Grayson Annual 2, Green Lantern Annual 4, and New Suicide Squad Annual 1. Three of those I'm, I'm getting, Batman and Grayson and Green Lantern. Now, you put on top of that Sandman Overture Issue 6 of 6, which finally wraps up that series, which was only four bucks, but still. And then the Wonder Woman 77, Wonder Woman from the year 77, special number two, which is $7.99, which I did get. So luckily I ordered a bunch of that from DC Comics, uh, DC B Service, excuse me, um, two months ago. Um, so it's not like I have to dish it out today. But just because the big two were light doesn't mean that there's a dearth of comic book recommendations. From Valiant, the second Quantum and Woody by Priest and Bright trade called Switch, collecting even more zany stories where Quantum and Woody swap bodies, which was a funny story arc within that run. From Fanagraphics by Bill Griffith, we have Invisible Ink hardcover, My Mother's Love Affair with, with a cartoonist, with a famous cartoonist. Uh, it's a memoir from the 50s and 60s, alternating between past and present as he explores growing up in suburban Levittown in Manhattan and when he finally discovers that his mother has a secret, a secret past with a lover, with a famous cartoonist who um, I didn't look up to find out who it was because I didn't want spoilers, but it seemed like an interesting premise. From Secret Acres, M.K. Reed and Farrell Dalrymple's Pale Fire, which is a story between um, two young lovers, and um, the one guy is uh, a firebug, a pyro, uh, and uh, the girl that kind of falls in love with him, and it's a whole date story from back in high school. Um, I'm not sure necessarily of the tone of the book, if it's more comedic or serious, but I really, really, really like Farrell Dalrymple's artwork. Ever since uh, coming across his artwork in 2007 or 2008, the in the uh, Omega the Unknown series that Marvel put out, which was this really quirky book that they had in 2007, 2008, that a lot of people looked at and said, ew, I don't want to get that. And it turned out to be a great book, great, um, it was uh, about 10 issues, I think. So Farrell Dalrymple has been on my radar ever since, and he just put out a book called The Wrenchies, and he's working on the the um, It Will All Hurt webcomic. And his art style feels like, you know, um, almost like illustrated children's book from, from quality illustrations, you know, um, storybook art come to life like Shel Silverstein or Jeremy Bastian, you know. Um, I really, really just dig his artwork. From alternative comics, we have Schmuck by Seth Kushner and 22 artists who are all telling individual stories that form a complete narrative about a guy who is pop, uh, a pop culture-obsessed New York photographer torn between pleasing his mom by finding a nice Jewish girl and figuring out what he really wants. Um, that sounds a lot of fun, like a lot of fun. I, I, that kind of, those kind of stories I gravitate to, again, I don't know the tone of the book, but it sounded good in its premise. And then we have Castro from Arsenal Pulp Press by Reinhard Kleist, 
It's a graphic novel that reveals the life and times of Fidel Castro, and it's narrated by a German uh, journalist who was plunged into pre-revolutionary Cuba in the mid-1950s. And he meets with Castro, and uh, you know they talk about his presidency um, that lasted nearly 50 years. And it's a graphic novel about some real-world events and a real-world character, or I should say person. Um, and I guess you could say this skirts under my whole kind of want to read stuff about, you know, South American, Latin American people and countries and voices and creators, even though the person who created it may not be from there. It's about someone from there. So, um, you know, I saw it and I thought, oh, that might, that could be fun. Not wow. I mean, not fun when you're talking about Castro. I get that. But um, it could be an interesting read. So I added that to my recommendations. Um, clearly, you know, some of these recommendations, you could look up previews. I'll provide links in the show notes and you could go, yeah, that's not for me. But that's the point, you know, maybe to at least get you to look to see if it might be for you or might not be. Um, also, there's a new Morning Glories issue, number 48, which is a reminder that I need to get back to my Morning Glories episode analysis. I need to wrap up the, what would I, I guess I'm on the fourth trade, uh, wrapping up to issue 2526, and then I need to jump into the second part leading up to issue 50, which, um, you know, I don't know when it's going to be released, but if they just release 48 now, I only have two more issues worth before we get to episode 50, or issue 50, and uh, I want to try to figure out the mystery. So there you go. That's your new Comics Wednesday uh, segment, and that is your Daily Rios episode 314 episode uh, for October the 1st. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon.